Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. It is uh, seven minutes after 11 o'clock. Uh, she took a thrashing in her own state, but uh, apparently uh, MSNBC <laughs> doesn't see it that way. Also, a response to Jeff. Uh, we've been talking about this uh, lawsuit uh, against these platforms that uh, sometimes discriminate against conservatives. He sent me a lengthy uh, response uh, about uh, what benefits allegedly these uh, these companies are getting uh, from the government, and that's his excuse for why he thinks the government should be able to regulate these platforms. First thing I will offer you, Jeff, is that the Supreme Court is going to side with me. I guarantee you, you are wrong. Uh, secondly, half the stuff that you're uh, telling me is reason for the government to be able to regulate them is also Bravo Sierra. I would respond to all of these for you, except you didn't give me your real email address. And it keeps uh, bouncing back when I send you a message. But research and development, tax credit, domestic production activities deduction, uh, state and local tax incentives, the none of those is a reason for the government to regulate free speech or a private company. And net operating loss carry forwards uh, and carry backs. Those are all tax things. Uh, the, frankly, the government shouldn't be taxing to begin with. But it's not an excuse for them to regulate what is said on those platforms. And I guarantee you, your case, your belief that the government has the right to regulate these platforms will go down in flames. The Supreme Court will reject them. I could give you more details, but I don't have your real email address. Um, all right. Uh, with that in mind, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this challenge to Donald Trump in the Republican Party because there this South Carolina vote was a solid thrashing. Uh, Nikki Haley took a beating. And that's not the way they see uh, You just you can't make this stuff up. Brian, just play the audio. 37% who voted... Haley, who would they vote for in a general election? Lawrence needs to wait. I mean, this is like your sweet spot. How is Joe Biden looking so at this numbers, 37%? These numbers are disastrous for Donald Trump. Disastrous, okay? That's the reason I mentioned that the big forgotten number of South Carolina, which is Joe Biden getting 96%, okay? That's what you're supposed to get, all right? And Donald Trump's not going to come close to that. Donald Trump's going to leave 30%, I don't know, 25%, whatever it is. Of 37%? Not yet. We don't know. We don't know what the result of this election is tonight, but it's going to be a very substantial number. Could be a third of the vote. He's going to leave that on the table, belonging to another candidate. All you need, all you need is 5% right. of the 30%. Yeah. We're talking about a sliver. Yeah. That's all you need to not vote for Donald Trump of, of this representative kind of voter in Michigan, in Pennsylvania, in Arizona, in Georgia. And so th these are disastrous voting results for Donald Trump in the general election. Well, not South Carolina. He's, he's going to win South of Carolina. Course. But that voter in the Haley vote package is represented in New Hampshire, is represented in these other states, and is represented in all the other swing states, Wisconsin, you need a tiny slice of them and 10,000 of them. Well, so that... Uh, I guess that, he should just hang it up then. Yeah, he's he's been uh, 
you, you can just you just imagine how terrified uh, <laughs> Donald Trump is having uh, won that by so many points. <clears throat> so anytime there's a primary where a candidate wins uh, but has a challenger that gets some votes, right? That means they're losers. Correct. I mean that's the logic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. How Lawrence insane. O'Donnell. Man, you gotta you gotta really twist uh, common sense to, to make that argument. You name it, you could apply that logic to Joe Biden and suggest that Biden should not have run, shouldn't have stayed in the race for president as a Democrat. He was, don't forget, he was getting a snot kicked out of him by Bernie Sanders. But according according to this Democrat, this Lawrence O'Donnell, somehow <laughs> winning the primary in South Carolina by a huge margin. And how many Democrats came out and voted for Haley, too, just because she was there? <laughs> and she still lost by 20. I mean, th- th- that is a hammering. I think, I really do think that she's going to go to the no labels party. I think she is. And Democrats are going to be arguing that um, Republicans, rather, are going to be arguing that if she does that, uh, it hands the race to Biden. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, in a, in a three way race, do they really hate Trump that much? If you're not a Trump supporter right now, if you're you're a Republican but you don't want Trump. If it comes down to Trump versus Biden, would you vote for Haley? Why would you, you know, and, and don't, you know, my personal opinion is she has every right to run in any race she wants. I, I wouldn't discourage it. But why would you, if you're a Republican, why would you, if it, if it in your mind, it just comes down to those two. And it doesn't. But if it just comes down in your mind to those two, and Haley throws her hat in the ring as uh, the the uh, no labels party, if you're a Republican, why would you vote for Haley? I don't I don't understand. Was Trump that bad? Was Trump that bad? I I don't know. I I wouldn't vote for him. Under any circumstances, you know I'm a libertarian. But if I'm a Republican, and I think my only choice, if I think the lesser of two evils vote is the way to go, I would think you'd vote for Trump no matter what. And I would think there are enough other third-party candidates on the left to take from Biden. Don't forget, there's there are a couple of uh, challengers... Uh, on the Biden side, including Robert Kennedy, uh, that could put a dent in Biden's numbers, too. I, I don't know how you paint that victory in, in South Carolina as somehow a loss. That, that takes a, a lot of really twisted logic, if you ask me. Stinking hey, thinking, as you would put it. Yes, some stinking thinking. 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. Uh, we'll uh, 
take a quick break here. We'll come back. We're going to talk a little bit about Europe, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in Ukraine. Just a recap on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. Europe and what's going on. It is 18 minutes after 11 o'clock. A professor at uh, Catholic University of America has a piece in the Wall Street Journal about what's you know about Europe and uh, Ukraine and and uh, what they're afraid of they're afraid of Donald Trump uh the European Union uh, the European nations are afraid that Donald Trump will get in the White House one of the things i like about Donald Trump is his unwillingness to get us involved in in uh, in another war and this deal with Ukraine is frustrating because the Europeans want us want the president of the United States, whoever it is, to keep sending money, arms and ammunition to fight Putin in Ukraine. The problem is that for years, they haven't been spending money to protect themselves. They've been dependent on your tax dollars. We are the biggest funder of NATO, which, as I've argued in the past, ought to have gone away when the Soviet Union collapsed. It was the reason NATO was formed. It was to control the Soviet Union. But we were the major funder. It was a kind of a socialistic funding program for NATO. We were the quote-unquote wealthiest nation, and since they were paying based on uh, wealth of the nation, we gave the most money. And by a lot... So Europe kind of got dependent on your tax dollars to defend them. I argue that that kind of left them with resources to spend on socialist programs that would otherwise not have existed. Socialist programs that would have failed were it not for American tax dollars writing uh, you know, the defense check for those European countries. You want socialized medicine, it's really expensive. But if you're not spending a lot on defense... You, you have the money for socialized medicine. So we've underwritten their lifestyle in Europe with our tax dollars because we were spending the money to defend Europe. Well, now they've got a problem. The problem is that Donald Trump may very well be the next president of the United States, which, by the way, Brian and I were talking during the break, if there's anything that will make it acceptable that he's the uh, next president it's to watch the faces on the democrats who have for three years plotted against trump yeah oh man can you imagine there will be riots i oh yes there will they will not be able to handle that but of course there could be riots on the other side too if biden were to pull this out you know, if it looks as though um, Biden should not have been able to prevail, right? And yet he does, and they find a whole bunch of boxes just out of nowhere. <laughs> oh yeah, They're, oh look then, at this. We're sorry. <laughs> at midnight, we found these votes. Yeah, yeah, uh, that'll be a problem uh, for the for the left. But even even so, I don't um, I, I I don't see how how Biden can pull this off. I, I really don't. But here's the deal with Europe. They can't afford they can't afford their own protection because they've spent their money on other social programs. 
And it's it should have been their obligation. That That's where they should have been putting their money. They should have been writing their own checks. We shouldn't have been. But now they're looking at Donald Trump perhaps getting back in the White House, and it terrifies them. It's like, where are we going to get the money? Oh, my God. If Trump gets in the White House, he's, he's going to curtail our, our, uh, the largesse from American taxpayers. Wall Street Journal writes, Europe has enjoyed a decades-long vacation from the obligation uh, of uh, their own security. The benign international conditions of the 1990s and early 2000s seemed a prelude to a peaceful global community. Now it's clear that progress toward global harmony isn't happening and nourishing, and, uh, and nourishing such illusions is dangerous. Europe's eastern front line, they have fully awakened the reality of competition and war. Germany and Italy spell, uh, spend well below the 2% gross domestic product on defense. A bulk of that money going toward personnel rather than weapons. If European politicians think that Russia is a serious threat, they should push for massive spending on defense and mobilization of their societies, including some form of conscription regardless of what U.S. Uh, presidential candidate says or does. And that's the point that I'm making. They were complacent. They were spending their money on anything but, but their own defense. Well, now we're $34 trillion plus in debt. Trump seems reluctant to play the, the sap that, that Biden has been playing. And they're going to have to scramble. So Europe is not happy about a, a Trump resurgence because they want to spend your money. That's it's 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 pathetic that they weren't defending themselves. Good old Uncle Sam just going to keep writing those checks, going to keep sending them money. We had no business doing it. None. The solution isn't the European Union. Much of the rhetoric in Europe preemptively condemning a future Trump presidency is a useful cover for those in love with the idea of European strategic autonomy. If Trump will abandon Europe, then the only salvation they think is a reinvigorated European Union with not only a common coin and market, but also a common army, centralized weapons, procurement, uh, shared defense industry, and European-level military command. They'll have to take the bull by the horns themselves. I'm good with that. I am absolutely good with that. I don't see any reason why I should have to pay for their defense. I, I don't see why I'm the one that, that's supposed to come up with... I, I work hard enough trying to feed myself and my wife and prepare for retirement. I shouldn't have to take care of European security. Uh, to help the you. economy? I'm sorry? To help the economy? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, the, that's the, uh, the logic. You may have missed this, uh, but we talked about this uh, earlier uh, in the program. Apparently... 
Joe Biden thinks that paying off college uh, student loan debt for for deadbeat students is going to generate money. It's going to be good for the economy. Uh, it's the same logic that uh, I hear on military spending. We have depleted all of our, uh, you know, these these weapons and missiles and uh, and weapon systems, and so now we have to start replenishing those supplies. And the arguments they're making, it's the, it's the same argument. It's going to be good for the economy because those manufacturers are here in the United States. This, this is the same logic. They're ignoring the other half of the equation. Uh, that is that the money has to come back out of the economy to cover it. And it's either going to come out in the form of greater numbers of dollars directly out of your pocket or devaluing the dollars that are in your pocket. Because that's the only way the government gets money. It either takes it from you directly, or it devalues your money by printing some more. Oh, Lord. Uh, let's see. Uh, Haley is a Hillary protege. No thanks. Uh, I know you don't like Trump, but he's... America's best hope. See, I don't, I don't agree with that. He is not America's best hope. I've looked at some of the libertarian candidates who are running for president. We're going to have one on on Friday. We close the deal. We'll have a libertarian presidential candidate leading one on Friday. That's the best hope for America. That's the best hope. He's not, it's, he's not the lesser of two evils. He will stand on principle. He will reduce government spending. He'll, he'll, he'll bring the military home. He will, he will keep the country from self-destructing. I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine this weekend about this. I, I think there's something in human nature. I don't know if it's greed and avarice. I don't, I don't know what it is. But there is something in human nature that allows us to destroy ourselves over and over again. In history, we've seen this happen historically over and over again. We're doing it to ourselves right now in the United States. Other countries before us have done it too. You start off with a republic, they turn into a democracy. They don't stand on principle. They're willing to accept uh, the takings of uh, their neighbor's money, uh, then then the, the whole social fabric begins to deteriorate, and all that freedom they fought for, they slowly give up. It's like a self-destructive pattern. I, I don't know why, uh, but I suspect it's greed. We see an opportunity to get something for free. Maybe it's not greed, maybe it's power. Or a combination of both. But we are doing what other great nations have done before us. We are self-destructing. And nobody out there is willing to really put the brakes on. And Republicans in this case are as guilty as Democrats. They're as willing to look the other way as the Democrats are when it comes to their best interest. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network.
is the Gary Nolan Show. 35 minutes after 11 o'clock, Brian has uncovered a new indictment for Donald Trump. Uh, you want to share that, Brian? Yes, let me uh, bring up that headline here. I kind of clicked away from it, but I every day I'm, you know, shocked by the Donald Trump news that comes out. I mean, such a scofflaw. Yeah, I'm telling you, but this time... I think they got him. Yeah, for sure. Um, the headline reads, uh, Trump indicted for removing mattress tag in 1997. I mean, this is big news. Alvin yeah. Bragg is, uh, is heading this one up. He is set to indict Trump this coming Tuesday for the removal of a mattress tag back in 1997. Uh, they've got him dead to rights. Oh, yeah. Uh, go to the Babylon Bee and uh, get the story because it is uh, it's very funny. <laughs> it's humorous. Uh, listen, I, uh, I went out and bought a TV. I'm really, uh, really upset about this. I went out and bought a TV this weekend. Gwen and I went out and bought one. And... Uh, you know, we went to one of those uh, big box stores, and they had all the TVs up on display. And we looked at what had the sharpest, brightest picture, and the you know, dollar for dollar in size. We came home with a uh, I can't remember. I think it's Panasonic, but I'm not sure. So we unboxed this thing and uh, hang it up on the wall. And we want to bring up YouTube TV because that's. That's how we don't use the satellite dish anymore. It's just less expensive. Um, we have TVs scattered throughout the house. I've got an office at home uh, with a TV. Gwen has an office at home with a TV. One in the master bedroom. One in the family room. There's another TV in the guest room. If it were, if we had the satellite dish, it would be costing us a thousand dollars every month. So I want to get uh, YouTube TV. I want to get Paramount Plus and. Uh, one other. I can't remember which one it was. But anyway, we hooked the TV up, and it won't let us download the app for those other, um, for YouTube TV at L. Unless we agree to let them monitor what we watch and tailor ads. Wow. So they're going to they're gonna sell the data... Usually, you can opt out of those. If you opt out, you can't get the, the app. apps. Yeah. Now, it didn't say this on the box anywhere. I dropped 450 bucks on a TV set. I don't want to get it home, hang it up, turn it on, and then find out I can't use it unless I agree to give them access to all this data. I Literally, I was tempted to call Dave Rowland to see if I had a lawsuit here. That's a lot of money to drop for a television set only to have them tell me it's useless unless I give them permission to take all that data. I wonder, so, is it a Panasonic deal or is it uh, that way regardless of what TV you purchase? I think it's a Panasonic deal, but it may be other TVs. Manufacturers are doing it too. But you know how I always tell you, I never read the... Uh, yes. The, well, I read it. <laughs> I read it and I was outraged. There is some big national clearinghouse for advertisements and they collect all this data. And the TV is virtually useless 
without it. So I'm kind of frustrated by this. Uh, and I, uh, I went in the kitchen, made myself a cup of coffee. When I came back, Gwen's downloading all the apps. I said, how'd you do that? She said, I don't know. I think I know. I think she clicked on the uh, accept. Yeah. Accept all. Because I tried every workaround I could. That was... I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's unfair. Why would you sell a TV set and not say right on the box? If you want to use the apps like, you know, these YouTube TV and Paramount Plus and all that, that you have to agree to let us have access to the information um, about your viewing habits. Anybody else run across this? Am I the only one that's... Notice this? God, I'm furious about this. Do you remember in the old days, Brian? You just bought a TV, you plugged it in, you hooked it up to the cable yep. or, the, or the antenna, and you watched TV, and nobody collected all this data? Right, and they're claiming that because if you accept letting them know what you're watching, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, they can better, you know, utilize that information to show you the uh, more of the type of stuff that you like to watch. I'd rather it be random, thanks. Just <laughs> give me the app. No, you're too stupid to make those decisions on your own. You know that. It should be on the box. You should know before you buy it that this is how it works. You can take it back, you know. Not at, well, after I opened it up and hung it on the wall? I believe so. Say, yeah, I wasn't aware that I had to, um, you know, agree to have all these things monitoring my personal viewing choices. So, yeah, I'd like my money back. I think they would. Uh, I don't know. All right, let me go get a, a phone call here. Uh, ben, good morning. Hi. I've, I've read about this type of stuff going on, but I don't have any experience of it. And I've been kind of careful about watching what's going on when I do buy something or agree to something. So, uh, you know, I feel your pain. But you got to remember that... Big Brother's watching. Thank you. Yeah, I, you know, my problem, Ben, isn't that they do it. It's that they don't disclose it before you plunk down hundreds of dollars for the TV. I agree with that. I agree with that. For sure. I think a, I, I think that, a class action lawsuit. Knowledge. Yeah. But Big Brother is still watching. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's why you get, you know, they, with all this uh, technology that, and, you know, like uh, Alexa and others, that they can gather all this information on a person and do what they might do. So yeah. I, I recommend staying away from it. But all right, Ben, me. thank you. Glad thank to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. What do you do then? You can't watch TV then? Pretty much, yeah. Because YouTube, I'm sure, collects this data. I'll bet DirecTV did, Brian, when yeah. we had, uh, had uh, DirecTV. Um. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if they were collecting this data. It's it's uh, it's wrong if you ask me. They they just have no business uh, doing this. And I'm I'm serious. I'm, I, it was on a Sunday afternoon. And I was thinking I'm going to call Dave Rowland just to see if I had a lawsuit. Just too much data. They've got too much information. They know everything about us. It's, it's, 
It's on your smartphone. It's on your TV set. It's on your computer. Uh, it's, on, it's on your tablets. They just keep collecting information. We played a piece by John Stossel uh, last week about this, all these apps that are collecting data. If you, if you literally want to be private, you have to give up everything, including television. About the only medium that you can enjoy without somebody tapping into your private life is radio. That's it, just us. Because you don't need to buy a special receiver to get a signal. Don, good morning. Hi, good morning, Gary. Uh, about a year ago, I bought an LG TV, uh, 65-inch, I believe it was. And uh, I downloaded uh, Paramount Plus on it, and they didn't ask me uh, for anything at all. But that was a year ago. So I don't know if it's got to do with the type of TV you buy, maybe, uh, brand, or uh, I'm just not sure, but uh, it's a thought. It might not just be all TVs. Uh, well, it's I not, it's what- not, I got Paramount Plus. It's not Paramount Plus that was the problem. It was actually the television saying, if you wanted to download the app for Paramount Plus, you have to agree to let us monitor what you're watching. So it's not okay, Paramount so Plus. You, it's the manufacturer yeah. of the TV. Yeah, you couldn't just pull up Paramount Plus on your TV. No. And no. Huh. no. Had to sign into their uh, to their distribution point, and then agree to give them all this information, and then they would let me download Paramount Plus. Yeah, that's not good. I. No. Uh, I'm like you. I I believe I'd get a hold of your buddy and say, hey, let's go after these guys. <laughs> you know, I could make enough money that uh, that I could retire. Maybe I will. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, let, <laughs> me, right. let me know. I want, I want part of that. All right. I'll let you know, All Don. Right. I'll announce it. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Jim, good morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah, I think the more that things go digital... It's just going to be, you know, automatic tracking. And I, I was curious. You mentioned radio, but I was curious, like, when the Cardinals come on and interrupt your program and I switch channels, you know, do does Zimmer know, like, hey, we just lost a 1,000 listeners because they turned off because of the Cardinal game or, you know. There is know a, there is, there is, that digital is. There is a way to monitor uh, who's listening and when. Uh, I won't go into all the, all the details, but it's something personal. It's people who volunteer to do it. Uh, they yeah, will exactly. they will send in a, a form to another company and say, uh, we listened to the Gary Nolan show or we didn't or whatever we did listen to. Um, but it's not like uh, TV where we get to know everybody who's listening uh, and get to know what, what else they're listening to and, you know, tailor our ads to them and you know, demand your personal information. Doesn't work right, that right. way. But right. on another lines, I also appreciate what you guys did with the radio fan last week. It was awesome. And I and I thought, you know, they have that dog over there for the kids. I you know, I didn't know if you know someone that has a cat that could maybe be donated. 
to the cause. <laughs> so, hey, you need you need a cat for these kids? You know, you need yeah. something should look into. Yeah, does your Rottweiler need a pet cat? Let me let me, let <laughs> right. me know. Is that like an em- yep. an emotional support cat that you have, Gary? Right. Uh, well, not for me, I guarantee you. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Appreciate yeah, it. No problem. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. By the way, uh, I need to thank you for uh, your help in that uh, fundraising effort for the Children's Miracle Network. Uh, we raised uh, nearly a quarter million dollars uh, over the course of two days. Thanks to your generosity. And uh, that money will go to good use. It will go to good use. Let me get one more call in before the break here. It's Mike. Mike, good morning. Hey, Gary. I want to argue about the other side of this. And I'm like you. I don't like all that. But I, I quit fighting it. And it, it made my life easier. Accidentally, I found out. Uh, so things are always breaking. And I like to save money. So I try to figure out how to do it myself. And things with my outboard have went wrong and I Google the part number or the part and try to find the part number. Well, you get the most often ordered part number back and you keep trying to figure out if it's right for yours. And, uh, and I've called the dealership before. Like one time I needed a cap for an oil reservoir and the dealers tell me you're going to have to buy the whole reservoir. And I'm how much is the reservoir? Well, that's $295. I go, that's crazy. I should be able to get this dollar cap. I know, but it's not showing. I get off the phone after I've Googled it, after I've talked to the dealer, and I look on Facebook, and the ad pops up for that cap, and I can get four of them for five bucks. That has happened all the time with this targeted advertising, and with parts or parts for your dryer or washing machine. Yeah, but if you don't... But and that's fine for you. You don't mind doing it, and you see a benefit to it, so you say yes. But if yeah, I don't want not, that, not all the time, not all the time. Yes. Yeah, but if I yeah. don't want that, I, you know, especially yeah. if uh, after I bought the TV set and it didn't yeah. say this on the on the box, well, now I'm stuck with a TV set that would be useless. Right. Well, I just went through that too, and I bought a Roku TV. And uh, in your deal, it's YouTube because YouTube's generated by advertising, so you got to accept their advertising. But if you don't accept it and you get the app without it, you're going to see advertising for flowers or who knows what that you don't care about. At least you'll get advertising that might, you know, something you're interested in. Yeah, but I, I will have my privacy secured. I got to run, Mike. Thanks for the call, buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. On the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 11.55. Glad to have you with us. You just turned the radio on. I'm talking about this TV set I bought. Uh, I bought the TV. It didn't say anywhere that you had to give up your privacy rights in order to download the uh, apps to watch YouTube TV and Paramount Plus, etc. Ralph said, what's the expression you use regularly? Caveat emptor? Ralph, that would apply if... um, you know, they had printed it somewhere, and I ignored it. Uh, then you'd say, "Well, it's your fault, Gary. You 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 didn't look and do your homework." But I looked at reviews for the TV set. Um, I looked at the box. I didn't see anything about this. This was sprung on me after I plugged it in. Uh, so you know, even the reviews, nobody mentioned it. They should have made that information uh, available. Sid, uh, count me in on your class action. 
Kathy, uh, you can put up things on Paramount on your co- like Paramount on your uh, computer and cast them to your TV without signing, maybe. Uh, and finally, uh, Charles, part of the low price of your TV is a subsidy to the manufacturers by advertisers. Yeah, I understand that, but they should have said something uh, before I bought it. Somewhere there should have been that information available. And finally, let me go to the phones. Gene is on the line. Good morning. Morning, Gary. Uh, just a couple of quick things. What what you just read there is actually true. If you want to stay away from that, you can go back and just do a factory reset on your TV. And if you're willing to do the have the extra hassle, uh, just run all of your programming through a PC with a good firewall, and uh, you can you can remain anonymous that way, and you can watch whatever you want. Most people don't want to do that because they don't want the extra step of of having to deal with you know dealing with the keyboard. Uh, I almost like dealing with the keyboard better because on Roku and those kind of things, if you're searching for something, it's it's one letter at a time, and you have to scroll around on it. It's kind of a pain. But uh, the other thing, unless you just want to stay completely off of the Internet and not be tracked at all, uh, I can pretty much assure you that whichever apps you're downloading, uh, if your TV's not tracking you to sell your information, the apps are tracking you and selling the information anyway. So, uh, you know, if you read their fine print, I think you're going to find that they're doing the same thing. Uh, your phone is listening to you all day long. You know, I talk about things, and within a half hour, I'll have ads on my phone for the, the thing I was talking with my friends about. So it's, it's a digital age, uh, unless you want to go back and live with the Amish. It's just something you got to accept. <laughs> well, that was my point. I think you have to do that. And really, the only medium left where you don't have to worry about that is radio. You're right. I agree 100%. Gene, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, have a good day. You too. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, there's there's no way out from under. Uh, unless you want to live in a cave, you just give up all of your privacy. You have none. You, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think I... Uh, really appreciated how private my life was before the interwebs. Back in a day when you turned on the television set and you just got the picture off the antenna, yeah, there there are some things that are pretty handy about the internet, but that cost is a lot more steep than a lot of people realize. And when you figure that the government takes your tax dollars the money they force you to send them. And then they go out and buy this very same information. It's even more frustrating. Got to run whatever it is in life that you want. Go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.